Elliot Goldstein is hosting a radio and podcast show out of New Mexico called NMDJ Presents Fly on the Wall. We are building a fresh, fabulous podcast library of musicians, writers, artists, and all good people of note, with many new and exciting guests to come. We are listener-funded. If you would like to assist our Venmo info is New Mexico DJ service. The PayPal info is New Mexico DJ service at gmail.com. We appreciate your help. We would like to thank Alan Gower for the intro music. Enjoyed the show. Hey guys, thank you for listening to Fly on the Wall podcast. I'd like to tell you how I got started. Um, I really had no idea on um, the beginnings of what had even where to start. And I stumbled upon Anchor by Spotify. And it's the easiest way to make a podcast with everything you need all in one place. And I'll explain. Anchor has tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or your computer. And um, when hosting on Anchor, you can distribute your podcast automatically on listening platforms. I'm on Spotify. I'm on Apple Podcasts. I'm on other uh, platforms. And it, Anchor made it so simple. And um, it's all in one place. Everything you need to make a podcast, you can find in one place. And um, the amazing part is it's all free. So um, there is no uh, downside to any of this. So download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. That's Anchor, A-N-C-H-O-R. And again, it's the Anchor app or anchor.fm. And it's real easy to get started. And um, thank you for listening to Fly on the Wall and uh, back to the show. Welcome to New Mexico DJ Service presents Fly on the Wall podcast with your host, Elliot Goldstein. This podcast is listener funded. So if you wish to assist the Venmo info is New Mexico DJ Service. The PayPal info is New Mexico DJ service at gmail.com. Please remember to share our link. Thanking you all. Our guest today is Tom Gira. Tom is a guitarist, songwriter, and vintage guitar preservationist. He has been a member of Mambo Sons and Dirty Bones Band, has appeared as a guest on recordings by other notable artists, and has released albums under his own name. His newest release is Sentimental Junk. Let's get started and enjoy. Yeah. Mr. Tom Guerra is in the house. Yeah. And it's been a while since we spoke. I know we touched base, but... um. A couple of years, I think, right? Since we did a, a show together, right? Yeah, probably a little more than a year. We, um, okay. Yeah, so I'm glad we're catching up. In fact, um, I was listening to the album, and um, the last cut, the... Um, the the instrumental last, tune? Yes, you gave me that to use for my show. Yep, yep, yeah. yeah. That's called a song for Mark Easton. Um, yes. And I wrote it, you know, we were just talking about COVID, I wrote it for a buddy of mine who was a former bandmate of, of mine that was one of the, the first guys I knew that we lost to COVID back in uh, yeah. 2020. Uh-huh. 2020, was that one? Yeah, it was first year of COVID, it was 2020, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, so that's so, a little tribute to Mark Easton, yeah. Okay, cool. And uh, it's not the first time you've written songs about um, people that you, yeah. uh, you know, Overend. You did the tune about Overend yeah. Watts. Did, yeah, although you know. he was still alive when we did that song. Yeah, uh, yeah. 
and he uh, he actually thanked me in his book, um, which yeah. was pretty cool. Yeah, great. What a great bass player Overin was. Oh, he, he was amazing. You yeah. know, you you see, I'm sure you saw Mott. Yeah, I saw Mott uh, twice. I saw him. I flew to London for in twenty yeah. two thousand and nine. I remember that. Um, for for the Hammersmith show, the first right. night it was mind blowing, and then I saw him up in Boston. Uh, I think it was twenty nineteen, um, uh, probably April of twenty nineteen. They played in the the Orpheum in Boston, and that was great. They called that one Mott seventy four because yeah. it had Morgan Fisher, and, Morgan and, and uh, Ariel, yeah, and Ariel exactly. Yeah. Um, which which to me that was you know as far as the live Mott was concerned. Um, I think that Mott live album is fantastic and one of the greatest live albums, and both of those guys are on it, you know. Well, I saw Mott five times in the heyday. Mm. I saw them at the Eurus Theater. I saw yep. them at in Central Park. Yep. Um, I saw them in Radio City. And um, uh, um, I saw the Dolls open for them. Do you know yeah. th- that um, uh Arthur Kane used to steal Overend's boots. He, I, I remember reading that somewhere. Yeah, and and I mean Arthur Kane was a he was another wild man uh, yeah. basis for the Dolls. And yeah. um, you know what what did you think of them live? The Dolls back in the day. The Dolls were murder. They were great. Yeah, yeah. They were they were monsters. Um, then towards the end, when um, substance abuse started kicking in, yeah. they got lazy. You know, I used to manage my father's place, you know, the club on Long Island. I remember. I remember you telling me. Yeah. And, and um, uh, they with, the, with and a guy, it was Epi there? Epi, yeah, 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 yeah. Epi, yeah. I, I speak to Epi often. Yeah. And um, they came in, like, towards the end of their career, and it was pathetic. It was just sad what they turned into. Yeah. You know, that band imploded, you know, in too much too soon. I mean, they Too made, much too soon. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's a, know, it's a good... Uh, yeah description and johnny thunders i mean i liked the heartbreakers they yep they had a that lamf album is yep. just amazing I mean, it's yep. a great album yeah you know? and um oh, what uh, uh nolan um yeah jerry nolan yep. yeah what a drummer he was yeah he was, he was a monster he, you know behind that pink set it was just yeah like, yeah the pink i think ludwig's yeah yeah the ludwig's yeah incredible but tonight's about you so yeah. um you know, Morgan told me the story about the boots, actually. Okay, yeah. <laughs> yeah, Morgan That's, told me. Yeah, Morgan's got some great stories. I mean, yeah. he was there for the, the heyday of Mott, and yeah. uh, he's told me a couple of things, too. Yeah, I he's, saw he's, Mick, a, he's a great player. He is. He's incredible. I saw Mick Ralphs with the band like two or three times. Yep. And yeah. then, you know, Ariel Bender came in, and um, yeah. it was a whole different flavor with Morgan. Yeah, and how, how, how would you describe that i mean i ariel is a lot flashier i think you know uh, ariel yeah ariel's a he's like an ariel you know yeah. <laughs> and um you know um i enjoyed mick ralph's i really love yeah. mick and i saw vernon allen in the band yeah sure uh twice i think two or three yeah. times and um they had a whole new flavor and the old mott uh the first time i saw them in central park they were um they introduced themselves as the rolling stones Oh, you know, and and um ian was behind the big grand piano yep yeah and he kept pushing the piano towards the end of the stage yeah and that one um you know the the, the, the tripod leg the one leg yeah. would just go over the thing and he'd pull it back he was it was crazy you know they were, yeah 
They were mad he's, men. He's a he's still to this day yeah. he's an amazing front man. You know? Yeah. And Great I songwriter. Spoke, and I guess I spoke to Morgan not too long ago and he said they're trying to get him back on the road with them. Yeah, that that's what they're trying, you know. They have that new Love air piece. It. They have a new air piece for him that um Yeah, the tinnitus, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I feel for him. I have it too. I'm always buzzing. Um but your album's incredible. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Um and it's funny because I was reading some of the other old, you know, some of the other people's reviews, and it mentions um a tribute to Leslie West that you did on the album. Yeah. Now, correct me if I'm wrong, but the opening cut has parts of a mountain tune running through it. Oh, the opening cut, which yeah. is Autumn Eyes. Autumn Eyes. That's not even. That is not even the. That's Leslie not the West tune. Trope. I know. I hear a little bit of um, in my life going on back there. Okay. Yeah. Never in my life. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah, that could it could be. It's all you know. I I just was talking to another guy before your show, and um, it's like all these influences are put in a blender and we're right. pouring them back into songs. So that not doesn't surprise me at all. Um, now listening. The, 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 yeah. I'm sorry, but listening to your album, it kind of brought me back to um, my teenage days when rock and roll really meant a lot. Yeah, that's um, good to hear. I mean, it's it's. Yeah. I mean, it's, I, I didn't write it to be like a retrospective, but it's just all the influences I've, I've been playing for a long time since I was, you know, my teenage years, which were in the seventies. So a lot of those influences are still with me and, um, and probably show come up in the music that I write, you know? Yeah. Um, but check it out. You'll hear a little bit of it back there. Um, I will, I will. Yeah. Yeah, and because it, 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 then I read, actually, I, I listened to the album the last couple of weeks, and um, I picked it up like the first and second time I, list, I listened to the yeah. album, and um, then I was reading something today about the tune you did, you know, uh, for Leslie. Right. Yeah, and, which is um, called Eyes of the World. Eyes of the World, you know? yeah. yeah. And, and it, it was just so interesting because I kind of, I felt it like in the first tune, and it was kind of eerie. Yeah, it was eerie, it really was. And, yeah, I loved um, Leslie West. I mean, he yeah. was one of my favorite guitar players. And um, man, I, I saw him in his later years and he was still great. I mean, yeah. he really, that guy could play. And yeah. I loved um, the stuff he did with Mountain uh, because yeah. it was tasty. And he, yeah, he played loud as hell and everything, but it just, he didn't need to do a million notes. He could say it all and just his beautiful phrasing and very tasty Les Paul Jr. tones, you know. Yeah, and uh, him and Felix were a great pair. Great pair, yeah. Felix, um, I mean, he was, Felix was a great singer too. Yes, you know? yeah. I thought Felix had the voice in that band. He was. Yeah, um, absolutely. Um, you know, he he had to really. I thought his tunes, uh, you know, Nantucket Sleigh Ride. Um, yep. You know, theme for an imaginary West. Theme, great. Yeah, those were the ones that kind of did it for me. You know, not that uh, Leslie was a slouch. Now Leslie used to hang out at our club a lot. Yep. You know, he, okay. you know, he, I, I believe that. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, you know, he had his uh, um, wilderness years, so to speak. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, um, it's funny because Kenny Aronson, who plays, yeah. you know, he's played on all my solo stuff, was in the Leslie West Band. And um, he's told me some some crazy stories about Leslie, you know. And, uh, yeah. In so fact, he, um, yeah, we used to um, book him. And um, there was always a reason why at the last minute he you know, people are looking for him and he wouldn't show up. 
Yeah. You know, it was, and then he got his act together again. And um, yes, he it was, did. Yeah. It was good to see. And I think a lot of that had to do with um, Howard Stern got his. Oh, really? Yeah, him and Stern were pretty tight. And uh, Stern kind of whipped his butt into shape, I think. That's he good. Kind of, yeah, it was. It really was. And, um, you know, it was really, really interesting. So um, let me see. What do we have here? Okay, Autonomize. So another tune that's real interesting, I'm going to let you talk more than me tonight, but um, I love the tune you did uh, regarding um, uh, Ike Turner. Yeah. And uh, uh, that was... Um, that was Where's um, the New, where's rock, the new and rock and Roll. roll. Yep. And um, real interesting tune. Oh, thank you. That and, it, it It is kind of... Um, yeah, I wrote that really all about the ways you can get screwed in the music business and there's many and that's what the three verses represent and i it's funny because everybody always calls rocket 88 the first rock and roll song so i kind of tell the story about that and then the last line in the verse is the first rock and roll disappointment you know that's what what gave ike the attitude for the rest of his life Um, And um, did you ever get, uh, well, you've been around for a while. I'm sure you got beat up once or twice in the industry. Oh, of course. I mean, yeah, the, the, the second verse is, you know, yeah. managers and people ripping off your songs. It's, it's all there, you know. And, and then the last verse I wrote about um, a rock star uh, who I used to know, who's no longer with us, whose manager would keep him so out of it because he was ripping him off. Um, mm-hmm. And, and that's kind of the last verse of that song. So yeah. it's, it's, you know, it's, um, it's yeah. sort of a, it's not really a, um, a tongue in cheek song, it, but it is, you know, sort of has a jaundiced view of the music business. Yeah. You know, I know, you know, I, you know, um, we have a lot of friends and, you know, a lot of things, friends. We're going to take a short break before returning to Tom and Elliot. Let's get back to Tom and Elliot as they discuss the brilliant bassist Kenny Aronson. Enjoy. God, he's his resume is he's he's I think by far the most um, probably the most prolific bass player of the past fifty years in terms of who he's played with. I mean, yeah. he played with Dylan. You know, yeah. he played yeah. with he auditioned for the Stones when Bill Wyman yeah. left. I mean, yeah. you can't get any bigger than that. He opened for Zeppelin when he was with Rick Derringer. I mean, right. crazy. Yeah, he's a great and, guy too, and he he was yeah. really um, the go-to guy on this album for every single song. Uh-huh. I, I initially run it by Kenny, and he's like, "Yeah, I like that," or "I I think I can add this to it," or and he really played some great parts both on bass and also played uh, did the string arrangements and the horn parts and. Uh, yeah really was all over this album and, and it, yeah. it made it so much better by having him on board. Yeah, Kenny worked with uh, Robert Gordon. Yep. You know, uh, you know, I speak to Chris, you know, Chris Spedding from time to time yeah. and uh, he great loved player. working with, yeah. Lo- he, I love Spedding and he's yeah. a great player. Yeah, he's Talk to me about the album. Roxy's this album was your um, yeah, lockdown album? Yeah, it was a lockdown album. I never, I didn't think of it like that, but it was the fifth so um, the last one that you and I spoke about was the fourth album, which was Sudden Signs of Grace. Yes. And that had a lot of, thank you. That had a lot of acoustic stuff on it for some reason. I don't know why I just kept writing some acoustic stuff then. And 
this one was just like, I don't know, I just wanted to play rock and roll music, maybe, you know, because we were locked up or whatever. And I didn't even think of that until after it was mixed. Uh, I, I had the mastering engineer, um, uh, you know, doing his mastering work. And he said, hey, this sounds like two years of pent up uh, anxiety, pent up energy uh, mm -hmm. due to the lockdown. And I said, that's probably true, you know. Right, right. And and that was the case. And uh, yeah, I, I it seems to uh, be uh, have uh, being well received, and um, which leads me to believe that I should probably focus in on rock and roll stuff. You know, well, for, it's 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 a on. fantastic album, and um, what I really enjoyed it, like I told you earlier, was the fact that it kind of. Um, I mean, you said it in one of the interviews, rock and roll isn't the um, genre to go chasing these days. Right. Yeah. If you want to make, you know, yeah. big sales or money or whatever. But yeah, it's it's what it's what I do and it's what we do. And yeah, so it's but, this, been, but this album worked. Yeah. Yeah. And it, and it gave you that feeling, gave you that feeling. Um, like I said, I, you know, it's a great summertime album. You know, I just kind of thought of summer as a kid, you know, when you hadn't, you know, when you knew you just were free to do what you wanted for two months. Yeah. And that's yeah. the feeling I got out of it. And um, oh, that's great. That's kind of, um, I, I can't say I set out to do that, but it's uh -huh. great to hear because I've, you know, I think we all have our favorite summer albums and, right. um, you know, the song I did with John butcher, uh, uh -huh. when, when, uh, a guy who's helping me out with publicity, uh, heard it, he said, wow, this is like a summer top down song. Right. I'm like, hey, let's make it that, you know. So now, summer's just starting, you know. And that's the first single from the album, the one you do. Right. With John. That's, that's the that was the first single um, called California's, California's Got to Got, My Girl. Yeah, yep. And that's and John John sings a half of the song and it's kind of a vocal duet. And he just he just does a great soulful job on that. Um any any um chance of you going on the road on for this album? Well, I don't really have a solo band. You know, I got the band, the Mambo Sons that I play yeah, with, and sure. we're going to do some some work this summer. Um, we'll play some of these songs live, but um, you know, I, I just I can't afford to hire this band to do it live. Um, but I, I don't know. I mean, that, as long as I can play a little bit with my my main band, um, I'll be happy. Okay, and how about the Mambo Sons? What what are you doing with them now? Yeah, um, so we we played. Um, you know, we did play during the middle of the pandemic, which was a, a little bit scary, but um, we're going to be playing again this summer, which will be great. Looking forward to that. And we're going to do at least two of these songs. One of the songs uh, on here, in fact, that Leslie West tribute we just talked about, Eyes of the World, mm -hmm. is sung by my my pal, right. my longtime writer, Scott Lawson Pomeroy mm -hmm. of the Mambo Sons. So we'll probably play that live, and I'm I'm looking forward to that because that that could cook live, you know. Cool. Yeah, and then very, we'll probably nice. do you know a couple other ones as well. So, um, where's do you have your dates already scheduled? Or yeah, or? we're going to be playing in the middle of summer in Hartford, and then uh, got some other stuff we're working on right now. Cool. The the issue with the Mambo Sons is all, every single guy in the band has you know other bands they play with, so. Right. which is fine. I mean, that's, that's the way it should be. Um, and I kind of work on my solo stuff as well. So um, we don't play that much, but it's, it's, it's still a good thing. And we get together and sure. it, it really gels and we get to play all our old music too, that we 
from the Mambo Suns days too. Cool. Now I guess you heard that Clapton had to cancel his tour, right? Oh no, I didn't hear that. I just I just read he was going on tour with Jimmy Vaughn. Yeah, well he had to cancel. He has COVID. He's got COVID now. <laughs> yeah. Wow. And he and, was the one who was complaining that yeah, exactly. So yeah, he had to cancel um his tour. They told him get off the road and uh Oh boy. Yeah, so it's yeah. it's it's so out there still, you know. I mean I thought but I guess the, the thing you can do is to protect yourself is is to 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 listen to your doctor and to get yeah. vaccinated and boosted. And I think that the I think the vaccination is gonna be just like the flu shot. I think we're gonna get one every year, you know. Yeah, I think maybe so they'll too. wrap it into the flu shot, but um Yeah. Um that's okay. I mean Yeah, so but you know, it's kind of ironic that uh, of all the people getting it, he got it. I know because he was such an anti yeah. uh, vaxxer and then he complained about it. And yep. Yeah, we were all we were all robots or something. Right. And zombies. He actually, I think I think did he write a song or he played on a song with Van Morrison? Yeah, he wrote something? a song with him and Van Morrison. Yeah, that basically said, you know Yeah, stay away. Yep. Right. Um so you've worked with some of the greats and um we lost a couple of them. Hilton, Hilton Valentine, I know is a good friend of yours. Yeah. Yeah. Hilton was a great guy. And, um, and, and he, um, we played some, we played together with the Mambo Sons and him. I played a little bit with him and he actually asked me to, to do some dates with him and his band. Um, but I, I couldn't get it together because I had other commitments, but we stayed in touch and he actually appeared. The last thing he ever did, I think was appear on the sudden signs of grace video that we did. Uh Um, and he's in there, um, and he, I, I just love that guy. I mean, he was talk about seeing it all and yeah. being there. I mean, he was there the night Chaz Chandler brought Jimi Hendrix to, to London. You know, yeah. I mean, he saw it all and he yeah. was managed by Peter Grant and he got, yeah. you know, he got ripped off by Don Arden and, and, you know, who didn't he had a number <laughs> one didn't? number one hit, you know, yeah, with yeah. House of the Rising Sun. How many how yeah. many people how many people played that's that first um right? I told them it, that. I said yeah. this was this was a rite of passage yep. for any guitar player that grew up between like six, you know, sixty-five and seventy-five yep. had to learn that arpeggiated intro. That was yep. Hilton. And now yep. to me, that was the most important part of the song, more so than sure, you know, the keyboard player claimed credit for that song but yeah he yeah. did a he did a little solo in there but hilton's part was really more of the yep the benchmark every, of that and song. everybody had to learn that um riff everybody right a that. minor it's, yeah yeah yep. and i mean today people are still you know yeah you know uh how many songs start off that way um so i mean you worked with hilton you've worked with um uh um uh Derek, rick derringer yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, do you still speak to Rick? Yeah. Uh, every couple of years we'll touch base. Um, and I understand he's getting very involved in a Christian music now. Yeah. Oh, he's been doing that for about 20 years now. And yeah. um, as a matter of fact, I had seen him a while back and he had changed a bunch of his songs. Um, instead of rock and roll, Chiku, it was like, you know, preach the word, say it well, or something like that. And, yeah. uh, but he he is an amazing guitar player. I mean, out of all those guys, you know, I I think he got better with age. He really yeah. did. Um, he could play 
jazz stuff. He can play rock stuff. Um, guy's amazing in the studio. Uh, great producer. Right. And, and, you know, a, a good guy too. You know, he definitely helped me out a lot. Yeah. We got the Mambo Sons together. Do you know Casper McLeod? I don't know. Okay, because um, uh, Rick is doing work with Casper. Casper's an old friend of mine who um, is he? Uh, is he down in Florida? He's in Atlanta. Oh, he's in Atlanta. Okay. But he does. He, but he um, he does a lot of work with Rick and uh, Carmine Appice. Oh yeah. yeah. Carmine is doing a lot of uh, uh, um, Christian music as well now. Oh really? I didn't realize that. Yeah, he Kenny just did something with him recently. Scott from the Mambo Sons, who we were just talking about, he he did some shows with Denny Lane as part of Denny's band too. Oh really? Yeah. So Scott's okay. a, a great singer, and he was. I think he was singing some of the harmony parts with oh. Denny. So that's that was pretty cool, you know. Yeah, and um, you know, Denny goes way back. Oh yeah, with the Moody's, yeah. you know. Yeah, yep, yep, and just the, the career he had with Wings is incredible. Yeah, I just watched a uh, Wings live thing that. Um, that he sang lead on it was Richard Corey, which was the old Simon and Garfunkel song. And uh, I didn't realize that he had sung live the the lead part on that, but he did. So McCartney Uh really must have said, hey, you know, you you take this part of the show, you know. And he used to do Go Now every night. He did. He did. Yeah. Yeah. So. um, So the new album, let's get back to the album. Yeah. What um, we we. Discuss that you that you did it during the lockdown, and that it's a great, great, great feel to it. Um, is there going to be a follow up? What's happening with that? Yeah, so we're doing. I'm doing a lot of um, podcasts and and promotion shows like your show. Um, and um, yeah, I see you doing some of the smaller ones like Newsweek. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was a great. What we that was a fun one, and that was. Um, with uh, Jack Sani, who is former uh-huh. Dire Straits guitar player, who's doing this right. podcast called uh, The Leisure Class. And that was a, that was a fun one. Um, he said it was like, yeah, you, you captured lightning in a bottle. I'm like, hey, that's that's great to yeah. hear. I won't I won't disagree with that. I'll use that on my, you know, on my resume or whatever. Sure. Um, but, you know, at this point, that's kind of the way we're promoting this thing. And Got some people on the West Coast helping me as well, and um, yeah, I, you know, I, I, we finished the uh, the mixing in March and got the album mastered, and it came out uh, in early April, and then, um, you know, so this it's only you know a month or so out there, and so far so good, gotten some good reviews in, and uh, we'll keep pushing it, and then, you know, I've already started writing for the next one, but kind of spending my time doing a little bit of both, you know? Uh-huh. Okay. And um, I mean, this album has legs. It really is moving. I, I think so. It, it feels that way. Um, so let's, let's keep pushing it out, you know? Yeah. That's some great. And um, um, you want to tell everybody where to find it? How do we get our hands on it? Yeah. I mean, you people, you know, if you're into the streaming, you can stream it sure. on all the sites, Apple, Spotify, um, everything it's it's out on all those sites um if you want to buy cds you can buy them on either amazon or the best bet is to buy them from my website which is tomgera.com t-o-m-g-u-e-r-r-a.com um it's the, the the best in terms of quickest delivery and 
you know, most of the proceeds go to the artist. So that's, that's important too. And uh, are you on Bandcamp? Bandcamp. Yep. Okay. All and, that uh, stuff. So, and and, and uh, how do you like Bandcamp? I like it. It's fine. I mean, I, yeah. I you know, the only thing I really listen to, um, I, I listen to albums, I listen to CDs, but mm -hmm. if I'm, um, you know, going for a walk and I'm listening through my iPhone, my iPhone, I will listen uh, through the Apple music platform, which, mm -hmm. which I find is pretty good. Um, because you can have your own library. You could have, you know, you can access every song on Apple as well. Mm -hmm. So, you know, but, I, uh, but, do, but, but how do you like using Bandcamp as a, um, as a as, tool? Yeah. I don't really use it like that. You know, okay. um, I have friends that do, but, um, Okay. Because that seems to a lot of people are pro, a lot of people are con. Yeah. Say, well, but, it's like that's like garage band too. It's the same same type of thing. Yeah, yeah. Okay. But um but some guys are writing on it and everything, and that's yeah. that's fine. Um all these platforms are out there. I think it's however we can um best have them suit our needs, you know. And yeah. It's a whole new world. I mean, you and I have talked about the whole music industry and the record <laughs> industry and what's yeah. left of it. And it's it's kind of the Wild West in some ways now out there where, yep. you know, there's when people say there's no good rock and roll, that's crap because there's a lot of great music. You just got to know where to go to find it. You know, there's yes. a lot of great music out there. I heard there's this thousands great, of bands. I just heard this great female band called Wet Leg. Okay. No, I haven't and heard them. Check them out. They're going to get a lot of a, they're going to get a lot of mileage. In yeah. fact, um, Patty Smith is heading out to New Mexico. Yeah, she's doing this. Um, well, it's called the Ghost Ranch. It's like a meditation. Yeah, and uh, Wet Leg is on the bill with with her. And, wow. Um, yeah, and like the Indigo Girls. I guess it's all female acts. Yeah. So um, they're a great band. A heavy duty heavy band. They're pretty that's cool. cool. Yeah, that's check them really out. cool. And I think, you know, I spoke to some friends about this too. Um, the women are keeping rock and roll alive. You know? I believe I, that, yeah. Yeah, you know, I mean, there's just guys there was, like... There, there was so many, for so many years, there was such sexism in the music business. Right. Um, and I think a lot of that, I, I think the world has changed in a lot of ways. Uh -huh. you know? So it's, uh, that's great, great to hear, great to see, you know? Yeah, yeah. You know, I'm talking about the younger acts. Yep. You know, the, you know, obviously, the, you know, the bands that are out there um, are still doing great. But the newer bands, I see more female acts coming to the plate every day as opposed to. OK. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty interesting. That's good. You know, yeah, that's great. Yeah. So you have a hell of a lot of guitars. Yeah. There's some, um, let's see, on your left, the uh, silver front. The silver one right there? Yep. Yeah, that's a Zemitis guitar, which yeah. is a... Ronnie Wood has one too, right? Ronnie Wood has one. That's exactly what I was going to say. I use that on the song Satellite on the mm -hmm. new album, which kind of has a Stonesy feel to it. So I have that tuned to an open chord. Okay. And that's the that's guitar you hear on open, that. Uh, e, open E, I think, open, right? It is open E. You're absolutely mm -hmm. right. Yeah. Yeah. It's an mm -hmm. open E song. And... Um, um, and then I got that guitar on that, and I got the Les Paul, the gold top you see on the Leslie West mm -hmm. tune. And then the rest of the album is pretty much mostly Stratocasters, lots of strats on there. And, and that's your that's the vintage one you play, the 57? Yeah, that's exactly. That's most of, and, and I also played on the 
instrumental song, I play the Howlin' Wolf Strat, which right. that spent a bunch of years in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. It was down in Phoenix at the Musical Instrument Museum. Uh-huh. I got that back uh, when I was recording this, so I used that on the um, song oh. called A Song for Mark Easton. Cool. And um, 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 you have a Morgan on a lot of cuts. Yeah, Morgan plays. Uh, Morgan does a great clavinet part on Where's the New Rock and Roll. It's this right. real funky syncopated thing he's doing um and it's always great to work with him because he's he's got such a really inventive mind you know and i mean that's all the guys i work with i mean i i could record a solo album and play all the instruments but it would be boring as hell to play and boring as hell to listen to so i i want you know to work with great players because they add so much to the music you know yeah yep 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 and you have a hell of a band. Um, tell us about the band. I mean, everybody knows Kenny. Yep. Kenny's on bass, and like I said, he did the uh, horn and string arrangements for the for the album. A couple yep. of songs on the album. Um, and, and he's played with everybody. Oh, he's played with everybody. Yeah. Um, um, Mike well. Mike Kozak is the drummer. He's from Austin, Texas. Um, he's he's a session guy. Plays a lot of uh, does a lot of studio work, but it's, he can also be found around the. Uh, Austin Round Rock area. Mm-hmm. Um, Matt Ziner plays quite a bit of keys on here. He was formerly with Dickie Betts, and now he's with a band called The Weight Band. Um, have you seen or heard of them? No. Okay, so The Weight Band is led by Jim Weeder, who was the last guitar player in the band right. after Robbie Robertson left. And they kind of, they just released an album called Shines Like Gold, and it's an excellent record. And I just saw them in, I think it was in February. And I just spoke to Jim in March, um, really had a great conversation with him. And um, they're touring all over the U.S. right now, if you get a chance to see them. Cool. Um, The Weight Band, named after the song, The Weight, you know. Yeah. Um, So so he plays a pretty, Matt plays a big active part on this. And uh, let's see, we got John Butcher on vocals on California got to my girl you know the legend yeah yeah i mean he's he's amazing to work with and he just adds so much to that song because he's got such a soulful take on the vocals right um he's known for being a guitar legend you know yeah uh, from john butcher axis but almost to the his guitar playing almost overshadows his singing but his singing is beautiful it's great right so that was cool and, and it's um, not the first time you work with John. He's been right. right. We worked together a couple times before. Um, he played on a song on my American Garden album uh, called "Blood uh, on the New Rising Sun," and that was sort of a protest song that I that I wrote about the the, the Charlottesville riots. Um, mm-hmm. Just really turned my stomach, um, and. <clears throat> matter of fact a friend of mine sent me that song today said you know you should post this thing because of what happened up in oh, buffalo which i did posted it on facebook uh, as a reminder that you know hate is not going to overtake us we can't let it overtake us you know scary it, it is scary and we're we're one human race you know and we got to just start thinking like that i mean i don't want to get too I don't want to get preachy or anything, but we're, we're human beings and we all should learn how to take care of each other. Now, I know you have kids. 
Yeah, I have one son. Yeah. Uh huh. And um, my grandkids live with me. Yeah. Um, they're younger than your son, and uh, it's scary. It's scary the world believing them. I know it is. Um, it really is. And uh, you know, I'm older than you, and I, I, you know, I remember going through this crap when I was a teenager. You know. Sure. And then sure. it got then it got pushed on the carpet for a couple of decades. And well, it did. It was it it was still you know I think it was still there. It was simmering yeah. under the surface. Mm-hmm. But for some reason, hate became fashionable again, and and uh, it's not cool. No. It's not good at all. You know. No, so, it's not. And uh, you know, you're talking about one. Na- you know, one. Uh, um, we're all humans. We can't even get one country to. <clears throat> <laughs> we yeah. can't get we can't get one country to agree. And no, I know, I know yeah. we can't, and we 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 really I, we got to we got to get this together. You know, yep. we got to get our acts together here because yeah, we need a spokesman. We we definitely need a spokesman, and uh, yeah, somebody has to grab it. But um, and that's for another discussion. Yeah. So um, sentimental junk. <clears throat> yeah, I know a lot of the titles. A lot of people are trying to pick the title apart, but it's um, a line from one of the tunes. It is, yeah. You're you're absolutely right. Somebody said junk. Is it about junk? I said no. It's not about junk. <laughs> the the, the yeah. line of the second line of the song "She Don't Believe in Memories," which is the second single from the album, um, is um, she uh, is it she don't like to talk about yesterday no sentimental junk gets in the way. It's a, it's written about a girl who wants to live in the now. She doesn't want to think about what's happened to her in the past. She doesn't want to think about what's going to happen to her in the future. She just wants to live for today. And that's basically the gist of that song. She don't believe in memories. Yeah. And I was reading something about the cover had a lot of, um, had a lot of eggs in there. It did. Yeah. 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 That's funny that you picked up on that. So, um, I, I really the the graphic artist John Calio um, did a great job on the cover, mm-hmm. and we put some things. There's a number five in there yep. because that's uh, that's my it's my fifth, fifth album, fifth solo album. Yeah, and there's the the '57 Strat in there. Um, yep. that's the guitar neck. Yep. You know, and there's if you look at the album, there's an album on a turntable. Yep. That album, that's the label of that this is on. Um, right. So, so there's a couple other things in there too, but yeah. that's 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 the gist of it, you know. Cool. And um, right now it's um, it's on CD. Going vinyl with it? You know, I I looked into vinyl. Um, I still may do that. I don't know. I, I got people every now and then. I'll get oh, can I buy this on vinyl? It's like well, if I get a hundred people together, yeah, you know, we could probably do it. But yeah, I don't want to get a hundred short run of albums together and then be sit sitting on, on sit 85 on of them yeah, or something, yeah, you know? Right, yeah. But, no, you're right. You know, I, I don't know if vinyl is going to be around for a lot longer. You know, maybe do you, do you have any vinyl, Elliot? Um, no. That you listen to? No. No, I, I don't either. I mean, I, no. I no, haven't no. for a long time, you know? I have um, a lot of vinyl that... Um, I collected, you know, photographs and stuff like that yeah. over the years, but nothing I listened to. And um, it's like a 12 to 18 month uh, time now to have vinyl pressed. Right, right. 
So by the time you get oppressed, you know, you don't know if the magic's going to be gone and you're on to your next project. Right. Exactly. Yeah. So, yeah, you know, it, I did pretty, look into it and I was like, I could have done it, but I don't know. Yeah. I mean, no, I, I think it's, um, it's you know, kind of a novelty at this point. You know? I think so. And it's an expensive novelty. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's expensive to put together. You know, it's expensive to ship. It, you know, right. the whole thing is, you know, it's, it's um, you know, and, let, and let's face it, you know, CDs are tough to move now. Well, that's, that is true, too. I mean, um, CDs are good for gigs, but a lot of people now are giving out, like, QR codes and stuff yep. like that, you yep. know. I just but, I just got a release. Do you remember the um you remember Van de Graaff? Sure, generator. Yeah. Well David yeah. Jackson's a good friend of mine. Okay, yeah, and, sure. And he put out an album with a with um a guy named Renee uh Comedin from uh Sweden. Yeah. And it was released in a matchbox. Uh no matchboxes kidding. are very, very uh collectible now in Sweden. Yeah. yeah. So all the artwork comes out of the box. And it's a thumb drive. That, That's cool. Yeah. And, That's a cool uh, thing. It is real cool. And, you know, they made 250 of them. Yeah. And um, they're sitting on 200 of them. <laughs> you know, yeah. and, well, they, the... And, and the cost was, you know, very, very, you know, very, very pricey. Yeah. And oh, I so, would think so, you know. And, you know, uh, I don't know if you know what's going on in Europe now, but um, when you go into a country now, you have to pay X amount of tariff. Oh, I know. I know. I've got people that, you know, we ship some, some, yeah. But, and when you to leave, England and, yeah. yeah. And when you leave, you get back part of it. Yep. But what happens is on tour, you never leave. You go to a different country. Right. And you, you don't get, you know, you have to get the money from where you came in from. So you leave the money and you go out the back end of this country and you lose everything. And, um, yeah. you know, any way to screw a musician, they find it. Oh, I know. I know. I've got a friend who's over there now. He's just coming back. Um, Ted Horowitz, you know, Papa Chubby. Do you know him? Yeah, sure. He, I'll tell you, he's the hardest working man in show business. He's constantly touring in Europe and he's done really, really well. And I'm really happy. He's truly keeping the blues alive, you know? Yeah. And he's a great player and he's a, he's got a great vibe to him too. Yeah. Um, he and I have swept a bunch of guitars over the years too. Okay. Good guy. Yeah, and uh, so yeah, um, so merch is the only place where you are making money. Yeah. And they found a way to take that away from you now. It's uh, I know. It's you know, um, speaking of the blues, Bonnie Raitt's coming out here soon. Okay. Yeah. And she she always puts on a decent show. Oh yeah, she's great. She's yeah. a great player with a, with Marco Cohen. Well, she just lost. Um, Mike Finnegan was in her band for a long yeah, time, right. the Hammond player, and she yeah. just lost him recently. But yeah, yeah, it's yeah. it's you know a lot of people. We're all getting on there, and you know, it's, yeah, yeah. Um, see people go see him now, you know. Yep. Yeah, now I was telling you that Todd was coming through with the Beatles show. Yeah, yeah. He's he's coming back in November in the stand with Adrian Blue and doing a Bowie. Oh, that'd be cool. Tour. Todd's doing that? Wow. Yeah, with Adrian Ballou. Yeah. Which would be pretty cool, too. I saw Ballou with Bowie in uh, yeah. probably 1990 or so. Yeah, I did, too. Sound and Vision Tour. Yeah, it was yep. great. And I, yeah, I saw him with uh, Zappa. And, uh, yeah, I saw him with Zappa, too, actually. Yeah. Yeah, yep, yep, yep. You know, I'm pretty friendly with little Zappa guys. They said he was incredible to work with. God, yeah, he, he was an amazing yeah, musician. Yeah, amazing musician. 
And um, yeah, so I mean, these guys never stop, you know. Yep, they just don't stop. Um, which well, is, if you can, if you can, you know, get to a certain level where you can tour and make money, you know, that's the yeah. way to do it because nobody's buying any records and any. Well, they're buying they're buying music, but the way the compensation works is you ain't gonna you know no. survive off of that. You know? if you, unless you're doing it out of your kitchen and doing it all yourself. Exactly, you know. And that's and that's a full time job. You know that doesn't give you time to perform. It does. You know, yeah. so that's pretty hard. So um, we know where to get the album. What are you? Um, if you were starting out now, what would, how would you start? How would you get, uh, you know, what would you do? Well, about I, getting I've got a, a dear friend of mine's son is um, in his early twenties and he's got a band um, that's doing pretty well. They're called Litvar, L-I-T-V-A-R. Okay. And the way they're doing it is they, they got a van and they're going cross country and booking shows and just doing it like that. Yeah. And, they were down in Austin. They were on the West Coast. I think they're, then they went to Atlanta and now they're back and I think they're heading out again. So that's probably how to do it is, you know, they're, they're writing their own music, getting it out there, getting in front of the right crowds, selling mm-hmm. some merch um, and, and using that money to pay for the van and the gas in the van. And, you know, that's the way to do it, I think, if you're starting out. It's kind of like the old uh, for days. Some, for some people, for some people, other people are doing it all, you know, online. And, and yeah. that's cool, too. I mean, that's an art. It is, it is an art. And however you can make it work for you is it's cool. I know these guys who put together a truck and the uh, side panel comes down and yeah. the truck is the stage. And then at the end of, you know, they'll just pull up anywhere and play. And then just pack up and drive away again. That's and, that's you know, cool. Yeah, that's really cool. Yeah, they're in Europe doing that, and yep. um, it is pretty interesting. So there are ways to do it. Just the yep. fact that um, you know, it's I hate to say gimmick, but you have to be more of a marketer now than a musician. Well, that's the th- I I before this I was just on another podcast and. You know, they're like, how is it different now than back in the days of a major label? I said, in those days, there was a person to do every single function, a different person. There was a guy who did the marketing. There was a yeah. person who did the PR stuff. There was another person that would, you know, help the artist out. And now it's like, you have to be all of those things. And that's, yeah. you know, that's why I'm talking to you tonight. You know, right. that's, you know, which I'm enjoying but I mean, you have to do all these things, you know, you've got to, I mixed the album. I did use a, an outside engineer for mastering because um, that's a critical piece of it, but, sure. but yeah, you got to do all these and you gotta, you gotta have the stomach for it because I know a lot of excellent musicians that get the album together and they're like, okay, well, I hope it takes off. And it's mm-hmm. like, no, man, now your work is just starting. Yep. You got to push that thing, you know? Yep. It's kind of like guerrilla marketing. You have to sell. It each, really is. It you, really you, is. You have oh, to yeah. sell each copy one by one. It's, yep. Yep. you know, it, it's, it's a whole different um, planet we live on now. Yeah. And, um, but I think marketing is probably a little more important than the actual product now, which is. 
Yeah, you know, I don't know if that's a good thing, but um, you know, it's definitely it's definitely going to affect what you listen to. Right. Exactly. I mean, you you know, again, you said it. You know, that's that's when your job starts now, and knowing that now that your album's done, you first have to go to work is is tiring. It, it, just, it is. Yeah. You know. Because you know, you know, I'm working with a couple of artists now who uh, are helping along the way, yeah. and it's definitely not um, easy. It's not an no. easy process anymore, especially for the guys. You know, a lot of these guys are you know your age and, and older, yeah. who, who knew the old system. I know. Well, then you, know? you got a lot of bands like you know Roger Daltrey, the Who said, you know, we'll never make another album because we can't make money on it, and it's right. like, okay, well. And that's, you know, it's, it's a real conflict. It's always the struggle between art and commerce. And it's, it's as bad now as it's ever been in some ways. In, some, in other ways, it's easier to get your music out there and get it heard, yeah, too. It's, it's just easier. a lot, yeah, a lot but, more, you know. But, but now this pool is so much bigger. It is, exactly. You know, everybody could do it. Not everybody does it well. That's every, right. Everybody's doing it. Like, um you know, when your album came out, you're a pro, you're, you're a veteran, you know, God knows how many other albums came out that week. And, I know. Oh, I know. You know, how do you get yours to, you know, surface? How do you get people yeah. to listen to it? Right. Um, but yeah, um, I'm here to help you. Anything I could do, let me know. Thank you very much. You I know, appreciate been, you doing I've your been, show. Yeah. I've been playing, um, I've been playing parts of the album on my weekend show. So, um, I'll make sure I guide everybody to you know, to your website and everything. And um, is there anything else that you want me to um, you know talk about during the live things? Let me know. I'll be happy to help out. Oh, thank you. I appreciate that. Hope you enjoyed this episode of Fly on the Wall. There are more great interviews to follow, so please list us as one of your favorites and be sure to follow. We are listener-funded. If you would like to assist our Venmo info is New Mexico DJ service. The PayPal info is New Mexico DJ service at gmail.com. Please remember to share our info. Thanking you all.